Anastasia and this is Cozy Corner, a place for me to talk about life and feelings and art and anything else on my mind. So grab a drink and get cozy and we'll begin. Hi everyone, it is Wednesday and I'm here recording a new podcast episode. I hope you are having a good week. I just want to start by saying thank you so much to everyone who has sent me sweet messages about the podcast and everything. It has been so nice and so encouraging. So thank you if you've listened to the first episode. Thank you if you've listened to this one. I just really appreciate it. It was scary to start this podcast and I was like, will anyone even care? But you do care and I'm so grateful. So thank you. So this episode is going to be themed around work and my job. So I'm going to tell you how I started to share my work and then how I turned that into a business and how it's my job right now. I'm also going to answer some questions that you sent me about work stuff. And I want to give small businesses some advice as well in this podcast. Basically, this is a whole work and art as work theme podcast and I really really hope you like it I hope this is interesting and as always if you have any suggestions just email me I'm always willing to listen to what you have to say um and yeah so I'm gonna start at the start in 2011 I went to university for three years and I did history of art and visual culture at Goldsmiths which is University of London in London to be honest I can probably talk about uni stuff in a different podcast. I really, really, really didn't like it. And I think I almost quit about seven times. Um, I don't know how to summarise, but I met some really nice friends there, friends that I still have. And I learned to live independently, which is a positive thing. And I also learned to be in a city for the first time in my life when I'm from like a tiny small town um, in the north of England. So for me, university was a big change and I kind of discovered myself and my style and who I was personally, I think, in that time. But as for the learning and the university itself, I really did not enjoy a second of it. Like, honestly, I'm not just being dramatic. I hated it. I didn't like that I went in thinking it was going to be about actual history of art and exciting stuff and really it was a lot of philosophy and terms I still don't understand. It was kind of assumed that you knew stuff already but why would we know stuff already? Like it's the first time I'm going to university. I don't know these things. It just wasn't a great experience and I felt like it was an experience for people who came from a highly privileged and educated background and For me, neither of my parents went to university. Um, They have done well based on their own hard work and skills um, and they don't have that experience. And I didn't think that would ever make me feel not good enough. But when you're in an environment when people are so educated and so privileged and loads of rich kids that have all this knowledge beforehand and all this experience that you don't have, it can make you feel super left out. I remember trying to be friends with someone and kind of asking if I could sit down next to them and he just stared at me, like stared through me. So many tiny experiences like that and in the end when you don't understand what you're being taught and you don't click with anyone that's there, it can just become really, really, really hard to enjoy anything. 
so when I was at university, the first year I got an internship and I don't know how I feel about unpaid internships now. Well, I do. I think they should be paid. But at the time, I was just like, okay, this is a good idea. My dad encouraged me to try and find work or volunteering positions somewhere that was related to my interest of art. So I started this internship at this little gallery. I won't name names because not everything I have to say about it is positive, but it was good. Um, I started off, I think, doing six months and I just go there and clean the floor and occasionally make a sale. I think I made like two sales in total. I learned how to do newsletter stuff and some social media things, not that much. I don't really think Instagram was taking off as much as it does now or has done now. So I did some social media stuff, some newsletter stuff, website things, listings, advertise the gallery, that kind of thing. It was very new to me, but it wasn't that hard work. Um, it was just exciting because I got to work around art all day. It was only one room as well and then a little bit at the front, a kind of office. So the owner of the gallery eventually asked me to work at some of these art fairs that were happening around London and this is where a gallery that represents artists takes work to a fair, art fair, which is basically just any massive building with loads of galleries in it having their own little space and selling the work of their represented artists. So I did that for three years running at various fairs and this I loved. I love talking to people, I love art sales. I felt like I'd found my passion kind of thing. Like I just loved the rush of just talking to someone and sharing the art with them and then seeing how excited the artist was when they'd come back and see that their piece had sold. When I'm talking about artists and art here as well, these were pieces of art that were like £5,000, £6,000. And to me, from a small town, no background in art, just like art itself, I just thought that was amazing. So much money and people would spend so much money. And it was all very exciting as a student and to see this whole new world, which was kind of glamorous in some ways. There will be private views where there will be like a free bar, free drinks. There will be strange and eccentric people. It was just so exciting and such a lovely time. And I used to really enjoy going to these art fairs, even though they weren't kind of a year round thing. It was just a week or two here or there or a night here, a night there. It was really, really good. So yeah, this was an exciting time and even for about a few years before this, I knew that I didn't want to make art, I wanted to work with other artists. My focus was not on myself at all, I just liked the gallery vibe, like working with artists, talking with artists, making exhibitions. So while I was um, doing all this work, which by the way was unpaid, but for complete transparency here for anyone who finds this interesting, I would get paid 10% per piece that I'd sold so say if we sell something for £3,000 you would get £300 it sounds like a lot but I didn't have a job alongside this because I couldn't have time to work and um, so if you sell two pieces a month and then you have to pay rent and then you have to pay the rest of it it's not really that much money because it's not like a constant stream and um, towards the end of my time doing that internship I kind of realized that I was not getting paid for work that I should be getting paid for. And I don't know, I just felt wronged, kind of. 
There was a guy who worked with me who actually turned out to be pretty unpleasant, but that's a story for a different time. And I found out one time that he was getting paid a wage, an hourly wage, and getting commissioned from selling pieces. So, I don't know, I was kind of heartbroken at that point because I'd been working for the gallery longer and in my mind I'd been working just as hard. So yeah, I felt so disheartened and I remember the gallery owner sent me a really angry email like, you need to give me notice if you're leaving the job. And I panicked and called my dad and he was like, obviously not, they don't even pay you, you're not even a staff member. Throughout this time, I'd not even been going to my lectures or anything. Somehow I graduated with a 2-1 from university. I do not know how. I always put in so much effort with my essays, but I just didn't enjoy the lectures. I didn't understand them. I didn't like just being spoken at without any kind of interaction or anything, I don't know, immersive. It just seemed very boring to me and I think maybe that's the wrong thing to say but maybe university wasn't right for me socially it was but maybe not educationally I guess so anyway I'm rambling too much but in that third year of my university in 2014 this is my last year and I was in a really nice house of people and I ended up drawing every night like I would draw little things with my other housemate and we'd sit at this old kitchen table and just laugh and watch stupid videos and just draw silly things. I remember I used to draw little hearts and do little watercolour paintings of hearts with faces. I really enjoyed it and for me it was like a super therapeutic thing. I realised like, why have I not been doing this this whole time? I've been stressing about university and art of other people. But I was really, really, really enjoying it. So I used to post things on Instagram every so often and it would just be a watercolour every so often and of course there wasn't any stories on Instagram at that point, so it was just posts. And people started to really like them, more than I expected. I then did some trades with people. This was a big part of life then. I don't know why we don't do trades anymore, but it was so much fun. So... For example, I'd see an artist that I like on Instagram and then I'd message them and then they'd get back to me and we'd swap some stuff if they wanted to. I used to get the little labels, you know, like address labels and you get them on a roll. I used to get those and then I would draw little things on them like cactus or eyes or lips or things like that. And then I'd cut them out of the sticker paper so it would just be like tiny stickers. And I used to make so many of these and send them out in trades and get so much lovely work back too. So around this time, I used to go to the library to do some work. We had a 24-hour library. Can you imagine? I love working long hours and I love working late at night, which probably isn't the best combination, but for me, 24-hour library was perfect. I used to take my snacks in there and just stay in there from about 11pm till probably about 6am doing some essays but also I realised that I could print some tiny posters off just with the printers in the library. I didn't have a printer at that time, I just had a scanner and a laptop so I would draw some stuff, scan it in and then print it off just on regular printer paper in black and white. It sounds so basic now, but I look back and I'm like, yeah, go me. I did something super DIY and it worked. 
I did some big posters that were A3 and then some smaller ones that were A5, I think. And I started selling them on my Instagram. I don't think I had a store at that point, or maybe I did, I'm not sure. Either way, I started selling them and people started liking them. And after that, as they say, the rest is history. I earned a little bit of money from the prints and I started making more things. So I did a pin and I did a tote bag and I did a t-shirt. And just to give an idea of the quantities and stuff I was doing then, I think I did about 10 or 15 prints at a time. And I also sold some zines at the start that I got printed at uni that were just photocopied zines. And I would just fold up an A3 sheet of paper and then make it into a zine and sell them. I could sell a few more of those. I think I did them in 20s and or 30s or maybe even 50s. They were really, really, really popular. And they only had like a few pages in them. I think it had eight separate pieces of artwork and then that folded up. This was all super DIY, but that allowed me to create more. I was able to save a bit of money and then invest that into more products. So the first totes I made were actually hand-painted, and I think I did one or two. And then after that, I was able to spend some of the money I saved on getting totes printed and T-shirts printed. And the first T-shirt I made was absolutely horrible when I look back at it, but I know people liked it, and at the time I was so proud. The print was too big, it was very basic, but that's how it started. It seems like things just snowballed, like it really, really happened quickly. When my work started getting more popular, I was able to do a collaboration with Drop Dead and that was such a nice experience. Ollie was a pleasure to work with. Everyone I spoke to was a pleasure to work with, to be honest. And he really respected my workflow and basically just said, just do some of this and we'll see how it turns out. I'm so grateful for that opportunity and I really feel like it gave me a bit of confidence that people actually liked my work. I worked on a few things with them and while I was working with them I was also selling more stuff on my store and gaining more confidence with selling my work there. Around this time I kind of realised that things were getting bigger than what I need to do with them so I spoke to my dad. My dad is a self-made businessman. He started his first business when he was 17 he only came to this country when he was 10 from Cyprus. And dad, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for all your help. Without my dad, I couldn't have done any of this. My dad gave me so much knowledge and told me all the things I needed to do legally and officially to make sure the business was, you know, properly set up. I feel so lucky to have someone with that experience to help me out. Also, I have to, of course, shout out to my mum as well, who has been just as supportive in different ways. My mum helps with a lot of the logistics and always has. And both of them are just so wonderful at what they do and, and have really helped me. Anyway, back to the business. So we made things official, it became a company. And then from there, it has become my job. I've been able to support myself. And it doesn't feel real that I'm able to work from home and actually enjoy my job. I think that's so rare. Of course, there's been really, really hard times as well and times where I've unfortunately just kind of thought I wish this was easy and I wish I wasn't just relying on myself because it is a real big stress. But 99% of the time, I love it and I'm so grateful. Like, I'm so happy that this is what I get to do and that 
I can support myself through my work. Of course, it goes without saying that without your support, I wouldn't have anything either. And I think it's important we remember that. It takes a lot of work to build a business up, but the people that buy your work and that, you know, buy into what you are saying and what you want to share with the world are the ones that keep the business going and keep it running. And I think last year, especially with the difficulties that COVID gave my business and other small businesses, for me, the importance of you really kind of, I don't know, it really became clearer than ever. Of course, I've always been thankful for any support I get, but last year kind of solidified that for me. Anyway, that is how I started, and here I am now. For a little bit more context, I work every day at the moment, and I start whenever I want to. I kind of prefer working late, as I said before, so it's not like a nine-to-five, but I think I work about... I'm not sure, I couldn't give you a number on hours every day, but some days it could be 12 hours, some days it could be one hour, some days it could be no hours and I need a break. But it depends so much. My usual day, as some of you probably have seen on Instagram, consists of mostly admin, but I'm also trying to schedule in more art time, so time just to create, because that's just as important. There's a lot of stuff to think about, like bills, um fees for accounts, boring stuff like that, which I feel like not many people mention. But of course, you'll only have this stuff if you were doing this as a full-time job. If you're just doing your work as a hobby and it's just kind of for fun right now and you have another job as your main income, then you don't need to worry about this stuff. So please don't get freaked out. That all depends on the limits in your country of how much you can earn as a hobby and then how much you have to kind of declare. Um, I hope that makes sense. So, to just start some discussion going with myself, I'm gonna go on my phone right now and see the questions that you have asked me. So, what shall we go with? Hmm. I'm not gonna say names here, just in case anyone wanted to stay anonymous. Someone asked, how did you grow your business at the start? So for me, trades were super important consistently creating new stuff not just to sell but putting new things out and creating there's no definite way to grow a business or to gain followers but you can have control over what you are posting and how often you're posting and how often you're creating and I think that's the thing to think about Um, I'm going to talk about that more later because I have more questions about that. But my point here is it's very hard to give you a straight answer on how to grow your business because there is no straight answer. Just be consistent. Make sure your branding is on point. Make sure you are doing the work that you can do. Okay, we will come back to that. Someone asked how to promote things you make when using very cheap materials, i.e. printer paper. Exactly how I did. You can do it. It doesn't matter. Printer paper is no excuse. You can do it. Look up DIY zines, um, how people started doing that, just with printer paper, a stapler, or you could even sew them. It's so easy and you can do it. I think zines are perfect, zines and posters. I think you could do that so easily and just with printer or photocopier or whatever you have. I think it's all about taking the initiative to Google things and to kind of do that research yourself based on what you want to create. So not what you think you should create, but say you're interested in doing something DIY, a zine or something, Google techniques and you will find something that will suit you. 
someone asked, I want to start selling my art, but don't feel I have enough following to do so. And I feel that I was there also. But the reason why I started selling my art is because people were responding to it and saying, oh my God, I love this. I want this. So to start, if you haven't already, make that separate account or start posting your work. Just start doing it. So many people ask me this question and I go on their account and they don't have any art. Not this person that's asked this, they have an art account. But usually people don't have that and I'm just like, come on, how can you start selling stuff when you haven't even posted something for people to respond to? And I don't mean to sound harsh when I'm saying this stuff, I'm just being real with you and trying to help how it, how it kind of feels from my perspective. So the thing is not to think I want to sell my art, it's to think I'm going to make art and then if there's a response, I can sell it. Because there's no point in you investing money in stuff when there's no interest yet. Like, you're going to have to generate some interest, I think, first. If there is that interest, do it. Try something small. Pin badges are a really cheap option and they're really good and versatile and everyone loves a pin. Prints zines printouts even digital downloads like there are so many options that you can keep your costs down but just kind of test things out so that you're not just investing hundreds of pounds on t-shirts that are going to be lying around and you can't sell them yet so you're going to have to think of things in terms of your situation if you are just starting out be careful with your money and don't spend it all to risk something take a little risk but not too much if you spend 20 quid on prints and they sell, amazing. Use that profit to invest a bit more in maybe some better prints or the same prints in different designs. There are so many options for you. Someone asked, how do I build a little kind community like you have? That is so kind. And you know what? I don't even know how I've been blessed with such kind people. One thing I think is really important is interacting with people and showing them the respect that they give you. So I really try and reply to comments and I try to reply to DMs when I can and I certainly try to reply to emails and stuff. I think doing that is really important. It is a relationship between people and you. Apart from that, you just have to let it flow naturally. Keep posting, share your work with people, do trades. I know I keep saying it, but be brave, email someone. Ask if you can work together. Ask if you can do something fun together. Even if you get no reply, it's such a good practice to put yourself out there. So how do you find the motivation to finish work things when working from home? To be honest, I've never really had a problem with this because when you are doing stuff that benefits yourself, like because I'm relying on this for a job, it's like I have to get it done. That's my motivation, doing it for myself. Of course, I also love doing the work, but when it comes to admin, like emails and things that are a bit more challenging mentally, I just have to think like, this is my job. This is what I have to do. It could be way worse. Um, practically, I do lists. I love lists. So I will write a list every day and then I write a list for the next day and I write new lists throughout the day. That's actually another tip my dad gave me. Everything can be solved and it all starts with a list. So once I have my list, I'll work through things and I'll set myself time limits. And personally, I don't like to take breaks. I like to take a break when I'm done, but I know that's not the healthiest for my eyes or self, really. But I would schedule breaks so that you have like 
an hour of working and then 20 minute break if that's your kind of thing or maybe half an hour working 10 minute break just make it work for you I also think prioritizing work is really important so for me I have come to the kind of I don't know acceptance within myself that if I don't finish something today and if it's not urgent it can wait until tomorrow it's not the end of the world and it's okay things can wait you have to prioritize certain jobs over others so someone asked how to grow maybe some branding tips trying to grow my youtube channel and make a living now youtube I do not know a thing about of course I post videos on there but I can't reply to that specific to YouTube, but as for branding tips, I actually have a YouTube video on how to make your Instagram look a bit more professional. So that might be useful for some people. Otherwise, I would just say make things consistent, like make everything aligned, make the colors you use, the emojis you use, make it a kind of collection for yourself. And above everything, be yourself too. We can talk so much about branding and colours and emojis like I just did, but be true to yourself and express yourself how you want to. You have control over that and I feel like when someone's really genuine, you can tell. Someone asked, is paying for social media slash Instagram ads worth it? I've never paid for an ad on Instagram, but as for Facebook posts, I do not think it's worth it. That's just me. Maybe I'm using it wrong, but I won't waste any more money on it. I think I spent a total of like... £15, but no, I would rather not do ads, I think. Someone asked how to grow followers on an art account, and I'm back here, I'm going to say the same thing, please don't be annoyed at me or offended, but there is no easy way to do this at all. The only thing I can say is post consistently, post honestly and be yourself. Obviously, you can set the boundaries with that, but just be yourself. Don't try to be someone else or something else. And show people what you do. Like, your process might seem boring to you, but to other people, it could be something exciting. Don't focus so much on the number of followers, because honestly, it does not reflect on you any in any way. Like, it really doesn't. What's important is you are consistently creating. For example, I have been stagnant on Instagram followers for so long now. It just goes down a bit, and then goes down a bit more and it's very disheartening but this is happening to everyone I follow. Even huge artist accounts that I really respect, it's happening to them too and it's through no fault of our own, I think it's just how Instagram is working at the moment. So my short answer is there's no quick fix to gaining followers. My long answer is that is not the thing to focus on right now, like you have to focus on other stuff. There's no way you can kind of control that Okay, when you were starting, how did you keep others from reposting and stealing your work? I didn't and I couldn't and I still can't and, you know, it's so stressful when an account reposts my work and the account has like a million followers and they just repost other people's work with quotes and they don't give any credit. That means that the original artist misses out on that support and misses out on potential orders and new followers and... That's not the most important thing, of course, but if you have new followers, then your business can grow and, you know what I mean? This is a way where businesses could grow and artists could grow organically from people reposting work, but people just don't give fair credit. Excuse me, it's me. 
We're going to take a break now because I've been talking for a while. There will be a part two to this. So thank you for listening. I'll be back soon for part two and we will continue talking about all things business.